you have a, a, a half a pound pussy in your lap, and I've got an 80 pound dog that's pushing my chair, my office chair on wheels can push me around. Fuck off! Nope, nope, you can't chew on that. Oh, fine, chew on my cord, I don't give a shit. And you're a lot wrong. Frantically over there masturbating, trying to get a boner, and he can't. Barfing and shitting and killing, this sounds like the perfect Eugene movie ever made. The, the cat's out of here. Out. Well, hold on. Quit making those crazy meow sounds. How are those earbuds? <laughs> ah, I don't like earbuds. Just trying some new headphones with mic. Oh, apparently the mic doesn't work. That's odd. Why does the mic not work with ear with headphones? I don't know. Look, I mean, yeah. Oh, huh. I don't know, but I I like over ear. I don't like yeah. in ear. Whatever, I'll go buy some gaming ones. Those are ones I just found at work. Oh. I'll go buy a gaming headset, I guess. It's interesting, because I, I actually like the earbuds for podcasting. For me, it's just... Maybe it's just because I, th- that way I can kind of still hear if something is going on out there that I, need, that I need to attend to or whatever. Oh, it's the opposite for me. That, that's why I don't like them, is because then I can't hear shit that's going on outside the house. Ah. Other than dogs barking and whatnot, but yeah, they're too they're too noise canceling. Whereas if I have the over ear, I just I don't know, I just like them better. Yeah, more comfortable. I'm not being penetrated in my ear holes. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I um, love being actually it's it's a uh, double penetration. Mm, I know. <laughs> uh, yep, I like that. Uh, oh, so sorry, I was late. I. <laughs> I was just wrapping up a couple of things, and um, and then my wife and I just got on this a quick discussion about just just how events went this weekend at at relatives, and just just (laughs) watch this watch this video, Eugene. Um, It's of it's of a TV show with William Shatner, um, a lawyer. And he gets, he gets, uh, a gun pulled on him in the parking garage by a black man. And my son is behind me watching this video clip. Ha ha ha. It's funny. It's funny. Hold on. It gets funny. And then William Shatner shoots the black man in the feet because he's got a gun too, because pro gun. And, and I was trying to shush my son away from watching this racist shit. And it's funny. It's okay. He should watch this. It's funny. And it's, I'm, I'm, I'm angry right now, even just talking about it because I'm the bad guy. I can't. Well, I mean, what was the point? If it's William Shatner, I mean, it must have been an acting thing. It wasn't real. No, it was an acting thing. Boston legal. And it was. What does that have to do with real life? Uh, because I was, I was explaining the black belt testing that I was at the, uh, upper rank black belt testing. Oh, well, really? Well, watch this video clip. I'm like, that's your connection. I'm 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 learning a self defense, and your self defense is shooting people. So, I <sighs> this is why I see a psychiatrist. This is right here. This is why I go to a shrink. Uh, I'm not laughing at you. I just it's, it's no. I know. My wife it's, was. My wife was. 
she was upset because she was like, Lucas, get away, go. And no, it's fine. He can see this. No, he, no. Why? Why do you want him to see this crap? Oh, that's why we yep. do the bitch sesh. It's, it's a session. You see, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm, is there a professional psychiatrist you see? Because I hope you don't mean me in the no, first no, no. two minutes oh, yes. of every week. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. I, we pay money. I'm, I'm, I'm not licensed. Nor yeah, do I no, we pay money. Funds. It's to deal with that stuff that has yep. been in my life for 45 years. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I know. But... I, I hear it too. And they, they, I see it all over my Facebook, the relatives. Anytime there's a good guy with a gun scenario, they share the shit out of it. But anytime it's a bad guy with a gun, silence, just silence, yeah, even silence. though they, they outweigh them like what, a hundred to one? <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's like, I, I just, I'm still puzzled as to how that was, th- like, hey, here's how this upper rank black belt testing, here's what, you know, they have to break five boards at the end of their, you know, to be, to become a fifth Don master. Hey, by the way, check out this video clip of, uh, it's funny, of William Shatner and he, by the, like, how is this a segue? How is breaking five boards to become a, a master at our dojo? How does that translate into, Black man being shot twice. I don't get the connection, but neither did my son, I guess. But um, <sighs> uh, they'll understand one day when they run into a guy with a gun and you karate chop them. <sighs> yeah, and I'm I, not even joking when I say that because it's yeah. you know, at least you don't have to carry extra paraphernalia with you. Yeah, I think th- that was. I think that that is the underlying point: is that guns always trump. No pun intended. Always trump someone that is in peak physical condition and able to use a martial art is is <laughs> no match for a gun. No, no. Next time you just whip out uh, uh, that scene in the grocery store from uh, Hard to Kill, where, where the guy has a knife and the other guy has a gun and Seagal just, just breaks all of their limbs. <laughs> just be like, uh-uh, see? Guns no bueno. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, and I, that was, that was, started out my day good, and then just even just talking about it, I was getting angrier and angrier. I'm like, well, this is, this is actually good because we got bitch sesh coming up for, and I'm like, well, let's, let's just, let's that be that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, there you go. I look like I've been shot. <laughs> and that's an inside joke for all of our listeners out there. The insidiest of inside jokes going back before the podcast even existed, I think. That, that is true. Yeah. Yes, it was. Oh, wow. Ah, uh, yep. Well, uh, just had kids' birthday parties over at uh, mom and dad's and all the grandparents over. And, of course, me and dad and the other and my father-in-law sat down and we're solving all the world's political problems. <laughs> uh, but not before we did that, though, I, okay, here's a good bitch sesh. I walk in the door and... Uh, I, Hopefully mom will never listen to this, but she probably will one day and then be mad at me for it. But she's like, <laughs> I mean, I, I literally walked in the door and it was, oh, why are you in a bad mood? It's like, I'm, well, I'm not, I'm just, I'm just tired, I guess. And it was Saturday or Sunday evening. So, you know, I had a couple drinks during the day and I was just tired and meh. I, I mean, I was a little meh, but I wasn't in a bad mood or anything. Okay, and you know, then ten minutes later, uh, why are you in such a bad mood? It's like I'm, I'm not, but keep saying I'm in a bad mood, and we'll get there. You know, like <laughs> you know how that is. And then, yeah, and then the in-laws show up, and the first thing the mother-in-law says to me when she walks in the door, and she 
looks at me and goes, ugh, why are you in a bad mood? Oh. Okay, now oh. I'm officially in a fucking bad mood. <laughs> and and everybody's just, why are you in a bad mood? Why are you in bad It's like, I didn't do anything to present that I'm in a bad mood. I'm sorry that I have resting bitch face today, but... <laughs> I, you know, don't you love that? And and then and then after that, it's 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 passive aggressive. Oh, don't say anything to Eric. Uh-huh. He'll just he'll bite your head off. That's what I got. And it was like, <sighs> it just makes me want to go. You know what? Next time I'm gonna come over, come over. I'm just gonna come over and I'm just gonna badger you. Oh, why are you in a bad mood? Oh, what's wrong with you? Ugh. And then when you snap, I'm gonna go. Oh, don't say anything to mom. She's in a bad mood. Don't say anything to mother-in-law. They're in a bad. The fuck. You yeah. Know? That is just, oh, it's passive-aggressive bullshit. And mm-hmm. it, yeah, congratulations. You have now made me in a bad mood. <laughs> and I, I'm <sighs> guessing that they probably knew that at, at some point, now you truly are pissed off. Yo, I, that's all we talked about for, like, the first 45 minutes we were there. Was oh. me and my not-bad mood that would now became a bad mood. Let's all just sit around and discuss that. Because that makes it better. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, because, you know, when, when your wife, when you're, when you're pissed off at the kids or whatever, and your wife goes, look, you need, just calm down, calm down. Ooh. That calms you right down, doesn't it? Makes you happy. And then the second, you know, got, would you ever do that to your wife when she's raging out? All of a sudden you go, mm-hmm. oh, you know what? I'm going to say, calm down. Just calm no. down. Oh, cause you know how that's going to go. Yeah. These are simple things you can do, people. I don't care if you're gay, straight. It doesn't matter. Y'all got parents. Y'all got loved ones. Don't say this shit to them because it's just going to do the opposite effect. Yeah. If someone's, uh, yeah, if there's someone raging for me, I just try to go into another room and close the door and read a book or put on my headphones, podcast, whatever. But just, I just, sometimes for me, my personality is like, I'm going to now, uh, uh, just eliminate myself from this bad situation. Well, it makes Unfortunately, it sometimes when you're at families, it's you, you're stuck. You're stuck. So you just yeah. go into their bathroom and pull out your e-cigarette and that's how you <laughs> deal with things. <laughs> oh, what was your psychiatrist's name? I think I might need to book a sesh. <laughs> <laughs> He's quite good. Uh, no, I don't, I don't go high. Well, I don't do the e-cig thing. I can't hide in the bathroom, but. These, these are not solutions to these problems. Ugh. Anyway, then after, and, and then this was very odd, but worked great. My dad walked into the room. I, I don't know. He was in the office or something. He wasn't even in the room for most of this. And then he walks in and goes, Hey, how's it going? And I'm like, I'm fine. How are you? And he was cheerful and happy. And we just sat and chit chatted and talked and Good, thank you. Now I'm in, I, my mood is improving because you're just talking to me like a human being. You're not accusing me of being in bad moods that I'm not in. And even with uh, you know me and him and father-in-law sat around the table and we're like, okay, uh, I, uh, we got talking political kind of kind of stuff. We dance around it at my at my like at your house. It's all Trump worship. At my house, yeah. at their house, it's more like we talk about issues and we don't talk about names. Because we've there already had those discussions. If we bring up names, Eric's going to wig the fuck out. Um, but so we talk about issues, which it's 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 equal parts rewarding and frustrating because we completely agree on the issues. 
it's just at the end of it, they go, and that's why Trump. And I go, and that's why never, ever, ever somebody like this fucking orange twat Piece rocket. of shit, yeah. Uh, that, that's where I get so frustrated. They're like, oh, they, they uh, we hate politicians and draining the swamp. And it's, he's not doing that. No, uh, he's not. Uh, anyway. Yeah. yeah. All right, bitch, sesh up. Anything else you want to add for this? Uh, I, I guess from what I hear, uh, our illustrious president was at the NASCAR, whatever, giving some NASCAR a NASCAR speech or giving the send off because my dad was having a conniption fit about how all, it's history is being made. It's being made right this, this past Sunday. History is being made. The president is there doing the send off and he's, he's driving around. I'm like, of course he is. Who, what does of that course. have to do with anything? Why is I don't that history? I, I guess the last time a president did that was who knows or who cares back in the day, I guess. Um, <laughs> wow. I, good. I, I, I'm like, I, this <laughs> is how our evening's beginning, huh? Is a pro Trump NASCAR thing. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm, so I just went in and colored with the boys in another room. Literally was <laughs> like, no, I'm not going to sit here and watch your NASCAR crap. Sorry. I, for our listeners that like NASCAR, good for you. I think it's stupid. That's just me. Easy, easy. We got we got listeners that work at NASCAR. <laughs> we do. Yeah, we do. Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> eh, uh, girls. <laughs> I, let's not blast NASCAR. Let's blast the dumbness that is the idea that it's historic that he's there. Whoop de doo. I actually tried to change it. I'm like, okay, I do like indie car racing. I think that's cool. And for what it's worth, I love cars. I love racing. Whatever. It's just ah, uh, there's just. Eh. Oh, we're going to get into yeah. a race movie later in the show, sir. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I, I've Which actually something is weird how, uh, well, we'll get there. I'm guessing. We'll I get there. I checked something off the list that I've been trying to find for years and I okay. finally, I finally found it and yeah. Oh, we're going to talk about it. Okay. Uh, hey, by the way, so hustle up. real quick, hold on. If you do want to cut out some of the NASCAR stuff, go no, for it. It's I, fine. No, no, no. It's fine. It, we didn't get too deep. Okay. We know you don't like sports. It's fine. I, okay. Dislike ninety percent of it too, so no big deal. Um, okay. uh, but we do need to get on with the show because we got a top ten. We're going to wrap up the roulette from twenty nineteen. It's going to that'll take forever. It always does, and I w- I do want uh, to talk about some recently watched. So let's try and speed through the roulette as fast as we can. And are you ready for the roulette? I'm ready. I'm Eric, and I'm Eugene. And here's the roulette. It's time to spin the wheel of the movie roulette. We dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. And on this episode of The Roulette, it is The Last Black Man in San Francisco up against Desolate, and I'm up first. The Last Black Man in San Francisco is a roulette that I got from Steven. A young man searches for home in the changing city that seems to have left him behind. And I wanted to do this little part live on the show just to be perfectly honest uh, about my ignorance. Jen true. Vacation. Are you familiar with this term? Yes. Do you understand it and know what it means? Um, probably not near as much as I would like to or should. Myself included. And I kept coming back to it while I was watching this movie. And I've heard it thrown around and I vaguely understood it has something to do with housing and kind of where they come into a poor, generally uh, minority neighborhood and then improve the housing to the point where they price the minorities out of the housing. Let me see here. Gentrification, the process of renovating, improving a house or district so that it conforms to middle-class taste. 
The process of making a person or activity more refined or polite. Ugh, that's even a racist. Yeah, that is. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I guess I was right. My general I- ignorant idea of, of that term is what this movie is about. It's about... Um, a family that lived in this house in San Francisco, and they believed it to be built by their grandfather. And over the years, uh, the neighborhood around them was, the houses were taken down and built up and improved. Oh, I don't want to say improved, that, that, that's not the right term, but they were, they were built in a different way that they could charge more money for them. And eventually it got to the point where they lost the house because they could not afford to live in that neighborhood anymore. And this is... This man, this grandchild, trying to get back into that house. And the movie is fine. It's worth a watch. I probably won't ever watch it again. Uh, one and done for me. Uh, there's a lot of great points in here. Uh, the Last Black Man in San Francisco is ask- actually the title of a, pl- a one-man play that his friend puts on at towards the end of the movie. And that part was super powerful and great. Uh, most of this movie feels like it was a play. I haven't looked into it. I would not be a bit surprised to find out that it was a play. Uh, I'm not going to dance around it. The very, very tail end of this movie fucking sucked. I hated the way that they, the, and it it didn't even need to be there at two hour and one minute. You could have cut this off a little earlier and it would have been fine. There was also a prime opportunity for a very uplift. You're never going to watch this movie, so I'll just spoil this shit. Yeah, please uh, he, do. He finds out toward, towards the end that, in fact, his grandfather did not build the house, and they had lied to him his entire life. And he has uh, very much built himself to be a carpenter uh, in honor of his grandfather and his heritage, and so he's always fixing things and <clears throat> trying to be positive and building and, and, and progress and that kind of stuff. And at the very end, he just tells his friend, he leaves him a note, says, sorry, I didn't know how to say goodbye, and he's just gone. And then his friend kind of wanders around San Francisco and looks for him for a couple of days. And they kind of leave you with the idea that mm, good chance he killed himself. Good chance he's gone. Like, he just committed suicide. Like, you that that was shit ending. What you could have done, the, the, the good ending would have been, I'm going to move out of this garbage neighborhood that is promoting rich white people. Let's move to another place. And I'm going to build... I'm going to actually build my own house and I'm going to leave it as my legacy for my grandchildren. The way that I was meant, I grew up believing that my grandfather did for me, it turned out to be a lie. I'm going to actually do it. That would have been an amazing, hopeful, wonderful ending. And instead we're left with this downer where he just vanishes and kills himself over the fucking house. Maybe he didn't kill himself. I don't know. Who who knows? We don't know. Uh, He's just gone. Roll credits. Like, ah, overall it's still a decent flick and it's worth a watch and it's got a powerful message and i understand that people like me should not be commenting on things like gentrification and minorities getting priced out of their own neighborhoods and i get it i don't under i will never fully understand that uh what it feels like to be in that situation so i'm not truly commenting on that i'm really more commenting on Way this film could have ended in such a beautiful, hopeful manner, and it really ended in a way that just just left me in despair. Uh, and I'm sure that maybe that's the way that some of these people feel, and and I can't fault them on that. Okay, uh, over to you, Desolate. Okay, <clears throat> Desolate from 2018, 
While trying to survive the worst drought in history, a family of farmers forced their youngest brother down a path of destruction, betrayed and left for dead in an unfamiliar land. He must survive, endure, and seek the revenge he deserves. Uh, it starts out very promising. Very good cinematography, and there's obviously a budget behind this. The acting is, for the most part, competent. Um, it, it, I'm not sure when this movie is set. It, it seems almost like it might be set in some very near future when the world's just all gone to hell. Maybe. Uh, we're never quite clear on that. Um, I was actually pretty, pretty involved with this movie, uh, up until about maybe the half hour mark. And that's where things start to quickly go south. They start to, introduce more characters and uh, more subplots and more uh, daring escapes and whatever. And I'm like, oh, you, you, they, they don't have much money. I, you could tell the budget was small for this. And you're now officially, uh, you're going too far with your meager budget to where now, it, it, honestly, at the end of the day, it started to feel like uh, they were tr- maybe trying to go for a miniseries and they, it just, they're like, we, we can't do this. So they just chopped it all to bits and oh, mushed, mushed it mushed together it. into a movie. Yeah. And it's just disjointed. I mean, it is really, really disjointed. I mean, characters are one second they're at a hotel room and then the next second they're way far in another part of town quickly, uh, investigating and doing investigative things. And, uh, I didn't hate this movie. I did not hate this movie. This could have been really good and almost like a really uh, low-budget Mad Max type of movie, which is kind of what it felt like. But, oh, there's there's human trafficking is involved in here and drugs. It's just, there's too much. Way too much going on for an hour and 26 minutes to where it was hard to keep up. And I, characters just did... Because things were so disjointed, characters were doing really stupid things that the normal you would not do in a situation like that. But that could honestly come down to the way the film was edited, and this would have maybe flowed. It would have flowed way better had it been a, I don't know, a three or four episode series or something. Maybe I don't know. I, but as it is, it's broken. Not terrible, uh, but one and done for me. Gotcha. I would be too, as soon as my computer reacts to the buttons that I push. Come on, little fella, you can do it. Ah. I'm sure this means that my recording is just <laughs> skipping all over the place too. Oh, just, I can just imagine two little mice, two little mice just running as fast as they can in these two little wheels inside, <laughs> and me giving them twelve orders at the same time. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, first up for you, uh, Sean the Sheep movie Farmageddon on Netflix. Sean and the flock race to help an adorable alien. Uh, find her way home after her ship crash lands near Mossy Bottom Farm and sparks a UFO frenzy. I, have we talked about Shaun the Sheep stuff before? I don't, I don't think so. I, do, where do you fall on Shaun the Sheep? Have you seen any of it? Oh, I love that type of uh, stop motion stuff. I watched the first one. I haven't seen this one, obviously. Have you watched any of the show? Yes. Yep, not every episode, but I've watched with the kids when they were a little bit younger. We we would watch Shaun okay. the Sheep. Well, I have season two in my uh, uh, voodoo, if you want to see any of it. Oh, it's, okay bloody brilliant and i'm going to watch this movie and i thought you know what hey what's wrong with a a roulette that maybe you can watch with the kids yeah i it's bound to be awesome i've watched every episode i haven't seen any of the movies but every episode is 
Brilliant. I love that. Um, First Love on Ho- Hoopla. Uh, the film is... The film is the prolific... Wow. Great wording, Hoopla. A noir-tinged Yakuza film blending genres in the story of a young boxer and a call girl who fall passionately in love with, uh, while getting innocently caught up in a drug smuggling scheme over the course of one night in Tokyo. This is... And the reason I threw it your uh, way is Takeshi... Mike? Mike? Mike. Mike. <clears throat> His latest work. So, I, in my opinion, that anything Takeshi Mike kind of falls under horror. So, mm-hmm. there you go. And lastly, Man Killers on 2B TV. A female CIA agent is assigned to train and lead an all-female squad to Columbia to stop a renegade who has hired himself out to a drug cartel. And I bet money that you remember this cover from the video rental store. Uh-huh. I, I do. I, <laughs> have you ever seen it? Huh? Nope. Me neither, but I know that cover. And dang it, I'm one of us is going to watch this shit. <laughs> that was an interesting find. Yeah. Cuz yeah, I I remember that cover and then I had to I did a little research and I'm like, "Oh, I know that director." Oh, who is it? Uh he his first movie was Sledgehammer, which is one of the worst shot on video slasher movies of all time that I own and it is great. Uh, he's got a, yeah, tons of direct-to-video 80s direct on there that I'm sure I've seen on the shelf back in the day. Uh, what's nice about Tubi is once you start adding a couple of those things, they start suggesting more of those things, and then you really get to... Tubi is just as bad as Netflix with hiding all their gems. You just can't find them. You gotta, like, dig and dig and dig and dig. Get an excavator and dig until you... Oh! You do have good shit on here. I just had to look yeah. for it forever. Ah, uh, there you go. I... Okay. Up first, The Recall from 2017, starring Wesley Snipes. Uh, let's see here. It's rated R, so there's that uh, 90 minutes. When five friends vacation at a remote lake house, they expect nothing less than a good time, unaware that planet Earth is under an alien invasion and mass abduction. I did check. The budget of this was $5 million, so this is not one of those... We got Weasley Snipes. Yeah, four four point five of it went to Weasley Snipes. Yeah, Weasley Snipes. Good. <laughs> no taxes paid. Uh, cousin of <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm not gonna do the Harry. Yeah, yeah. Stupid Harry Potter. Uh, let's see. Next up is Term Life, directed by Peter Billingsley. He was Ralphie from uh, Christmas Story. I quite like him. Uh, Vince Vaughn stars in this one. Bill Paxton as well. A guy wanted around town by various hitmen, hopes to stay alive long enough for his life insurance policy to kick in and pay out for his estranged daughter. Uh, that's an hour and 33 minutes, crime drama thriller. Uh, with that with that star power, you'd think that it would be pretty good. Oh, and Haley Steinfeld. And I... Mm-hmm. Uh, who is she? I've seen her in stuff. Uh, was she in the Oh, True she was Grit? in Bumblebee. Huh? Yeah, True... She was in... Uh, yeah, Bumblebee and True Grit, the remake. Yep. There you go. So, good cast. Uh, lastly, The Coldest Game from 2019. Bill Pullman stars in this one. During 1962's Cuban Missile Crisis, a troubled math genius finds himself drafted to play a U.S.-Soviet chess match and a deadly game of espionage. That sounds good. Hour and 42 minutes. Thriller. Uh, strangely enough, I especially with Bill Pullman, I can't believe that I haven't heard of that one before, but I've never heard of that one. So, there you go. All on Netflix. I don't like to do a lot of research onto your picks. I like to wait for you to sell them to me and then kind of pick. Um, I gotta say, you did really good this week, sir. 
These are ah, these are strong hey. roulettes. You know, they got name actors or, you know, hmm. I'm going to go with uh, Term Life. I think that sounds good and has the strongest cast. But you did good. I could have picked just about yeah. any of them. I would say the recall was probably the weakest, but... After going over the roulette roundup for 2019, I'm not oh. willing. I'm not ready for for alien. Oh, they're coming from the skies. Ah. Mm-mm. Mm. <laughs> uh, so I'll take term life. What do you want? That was actually uh, yours. You had a pretty good spread too. Sean the Sheep is really tempting, just because I can watch that with the kids. But you got me on the VHS 80s action girl. Thing. Yeah, and that's I'm all in. For really, that I, I had no but, idea what you would pick this week because of Takeshi Miike and yeah, and all, that was yeah, it's, all over the place. <clears throat> yeah, I, and I, I will especially like that Sean the Sheep movie. I'm gonna I'm gonna eventually watch that one for sure. The first movie was really good, uh, but uh, it'll make for an interesting. Roulette review next week. Watching something, I have to find out what this. It's something prior, I think. David Pryor, maybe. Um, what on Man Killers? I have no yeah. idea. Uh, let's see here. His first, yeah, David A. Pryor. His first movie was Sledgehammer, shot on VHS in 1983. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> like, oh, budget forty thousand dollars. That's steep for that one. I got that movie. I own it. Forty thousand. Now, there's two movies that I, I distinctly remember the covers, and they're very similar covers, but very different movies. One of them is Man Killers, and the other one is Gator something, where it's got a chick. Oh, Gator Bait. There you go, where she's Gator bending bait. down, yep. and also in camo, and uh, cleavage. And... Hot. <laughs> um, uh, kind of the same same applies for uh, Strips to Kill. Remember Strips to Kill, yep, that cover? Yep. I oh. actually watched parts of Strips to Kill Part 2 in the last couple of weeks, and it was... Awful. Oh, hey. I skipped oh, through it. I skipped that. Nope. No, no, thank you. Okay, we got to move on. Uh, next week on the roulette, it will be uh, Term Life Up Against Man Killers. Are you ready for our 2019 roulette roundup? Mother yes. Of God. So I just so you know, I have worst roulettes, honorable mentions, and then top 10. I've got top 10 honorable mentions and worst roulettes. That's what we always do. Every, every time we okay. do a top 10, you're like, are we going to do an honorable mention? Yes. Every time we do it, we will do it. Okay. Because I almost did them like, uh, I should, just in case. <laughs> Every Thank time we God do a top did. ten, we do this. Okay. Uh, let's just jump right into it. Number ten for me is, uh, well, before we jump into it, I would like to say, looking over the list, which I have printed out here, of both of our roulettes, <sighs> you you won roulette this year. There, there's no doubt in my mind that you won roulette this year. And you're welcome. <laughs> Okay, number 10 for me is Cop Car, starring Kevin Kevin Bacon, directed by John Watts. This was a darn good movie, I just, I had a little bit of issues with the very end, and this honestly could almost be interchangeable with several of my uh, honorable mentions, but it was, the filmmaking was just slightly above these other movies, even though the very, very tail end I had some issues with. Uh, if you have not watched this movie, I recommend that you do. It's kind of a one and done, but it's, you won't be upset that you watched it. You'll be like, okay, that was worth a watch. Number 10 for you. Okay. Uh, and I, I just, uh, to, uh, reiterate the whole, I won, um, I guess for 2020 or yeah, for 2020, uh, my phrase would be, thank you, sir. May I have another? So just bring, bring on the good rule. Yeah. Thank you, oh, sir. Yeah. May I, I, yeah, yeah. Thanks for doing research. Number 10 for you. Uh, 10 for me is await further instructions. This barely made it onto the top 10, but 
compared to my honorable mentions, I'm like, you know what? This one here kind of stuck out. And I remember when you threw this my way, you were like, oh, that is really, really roulette-y. And I'm not, I'm not sure if it would play that good on a rewatch, but I quite liked it, even though they're very much do, they were doing a very much a take on like uber paranoid conservatism in this. This is the one where the, the house is overtaken by this entity they're not able to escape and the the tv keeps telling them to do certain things to each other in order to survive oh um, yeah okay okay it's good i really dug it um uh, for a roulette that was it was worthy of a top 10 spot number 10 spot i guess it's it has its issues and they make the family so hissably awful and paranoid and conservy awful that it was <laughs> After a while, I'm like, okay, like, eh, this is, I hate everybody except the lead character and his girlfriend, but I guess that was what I was supposed to be feeling. Mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. Uh, number nine for me is the kung fu action craziness that is Revenger. Do you remember Revenger? Oh, yes, I do. Good and bloody and violent, and I'm not going to spend too much time on it. It has a good story, and it's just crazy. I... I quite dug it. It definitely, I, looking down the list was like, oh yeah, that's going to make the top 10. I'm not sure where, but it's going to be in there. Okay. Number nine for me is Girls with Balls. <laughs> this is the French movie, volleyball, killers in the woods, hour and 15 minutes, if I'm not, not mistaken. My biggest gripe for this movie was it was subtitled, or no, no, I'm sorry. It was dubbed and it would have played way way better in the original language in original french language with uh english subtitles but really gory it was funny fast paced uh, i am looking forward to actually rewatching that one hopefully in the original language but i going through the list I'm, as soon as i saw that pop up i'm like yeah, that i remember that one i remember liking it enough to where i'm like i'm going to watch that again in the original language next time i can't believe for ne- that that surprises me that netflix didn't have the uh, original language on that because they do pretty good with uh, having. Well, usually they don't have the dubbing. You, I know. Like, when I want to watch the dubbing, they don't have it. And they just have the subtitles. Yeah, but good movie. I I'm not sure where you'd fall on it. Um, it Maybe an October movie for you this year, but it I sure liked it. It was fun. I left it in the queue. <clears throat> okay, number eight for me is I am Mother. Do you remember this one? This was a Netflix original sci-fi movie where a robot raises a baby. Yes. <clears throat> I, do you, you liked that one, huh? I did like that one. I, I might, I, I, some people might be surprised that it's making my top 10, but because I liked it when I watched it and then, I mean, okay enough. But the more I thought about it later on, uh, the more I was like, yeah, I would watch that movie again. I had some issues again with the third act where, um, oh, what's your name here? Uh, Hillary Swank, her character came into the picture. It was like, what? her motivations are very suspect. Um, and I found them annoying at the time. But then the more I thought about it, it was like, well, but it kind of ended the way I wanted it to end. So, good deal. And the special effects were outstanding. I don't understand why some of these, I don't know what this movie cost, but I don't understand why some of these sci-fi Netflix original movies that seem like they probably cost between 30 and 50 million have better special effects than some movies that cost 200 million dollars you know what i mean like more believable just 
it, it's not like, oh, I'm looking at a green screen full of uh, Star Destroyers, you know, or horses running on Star Destroyers. I'm, you can just tell this feels like this robot is real and carrying a baby. I don't know. It's it's hard to explain, but uh, I Am Mother, definitely worth a watch. Um, you should check it out sometime. Cool. Okay. Uh, next up for me, number eight is The Crucifixion. This is a Shudder movie directed by Xavier Gens. Uh, when Nicole comes in contact with Father Anton, more... Oh, okay, yeah. I'm Here I am reading off the description, and it, I, I feel like I'm doing a roulette here. Uh, because it is a roulette. <laughs> um, yeah, g- g- lady investigator investigating things about an exorcism and... <laughs> It, I quite liked it. It actually reminded me very much of uh, an old school Euro horror possession type movie. It fades far too rushed in the end. That's my biggest gripe about the movie is a, the need to shoehorn an exorcism type thing in here because it's that's kind of what it is. But it was way, way, way too quick. There, there was good buildup. There should have been it should have been paced a little bit better towards the end. It, it was far too rushed, but. At an hour and 30 minutes, I was never bored, and I quite liked it. Very well made. I like that director, of course. Uh, but, yep, that was a solid movie and a very, very solid roulette. Cool. And from here on out, uh, where are we at? Number seven? From seven on, on up, it was, what am I going to, what am I more likely to rewatch? That started coming into play. Because mm. some of these movies might be a little better quality, but am I going to rewatch it? Eh, more likely I'll rewatch this uh, this one over that one. So for number seven, I have Velvet Buzzsaw, which is one I've tossed your way a few times. And it's a weird satire that is set in uh, art, the art scene with um, <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal and Rene Russo and Tony Collette. It's a great cast, John Malkovich. And it, it at times feels like it's a little too artsy fartsy but then while it's doing that it also knows that it's doing that so it feels like it's mocking artsy fartsy and pretentiousness in film that's why i was okay with the slow parts is because while it was doing it it was like no no we're doing this but we're also shitting on this and that amused me and sprinkled in there were also horror horror and people dying which in ways that you you will appreciate. They were very creative kills. Right up until the very last one. I'm not going to say who. I'm not going to say how. But I should have seen it coming the entire two hours of this movie. And I didn't. Until that very last shot where they just did a slow zoom in. It was like, oh, 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 they're going to do this. Oh, and they did. And it was great. <laughs> Uh, you definitely, for the horror guy, this is one for you to check out at some point. I'm not saying it's a 10 or something, but I enjoyed that premise. I'm going to watch that sometime. I almost hit play on it the other week. I I was flipping through Netflix. I'm like, should I just get this done? I'm like, nah, wait until the right time for a roulette. Because I'm like, that's going to be probably a pretty safe pick. You could go either way. You could come back and hate it. Uh, much like another movie that we're going to talk about in my top 10 again, you could come back and hate it. I I don't know, but I think there's enough horror elements in there that you would appreciate it. Yeah. 
Cool. Number seven. Okay. Uh, seven for me is he's out there. This is one where well, going through my list, I'm like, what in the world? What is that? He's out there. Just generic title. I'm like, it's probably going to be a bomb or, you know, one of my zero stars. So I went and saw what I gave it. I'm like, oh, that got a pretty decent review. And this is the one with the mom and her two daughters that go to this lake house. Mm-hmm. And they're waiting. I think they're waiting for her husband. And just this stranger shows up and starts to mess with him and try and kill him. And it was really, really well done. The girl kid actors did really, really good. And it was surprisingly brutal at times. And it ended like, okay, it was not a feel good ending if I'm remembering correctly, but um, I forget. I, that's it. Well, just much like you said, from here on out, I would rewatch any of these. And this is one where I do want to give this one a rewatch because when I when I remembered what it was, I'm like, oh yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty good. Good production values. I think this was maybe a Netflix original. Uh, I remember not more, top top tier. What's I that? remember more about your review of this one than I do my number two pick. Like that's how generic the title was of my number two pick. I had to go look it up, watch the trailer. Mm-hmm. Oh, that movie. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. I completely I forgot about it. Yep, he's out there. Generic title, good movie. Cool. Number six for me is The Wolf's Call. Uh, in the near future, a French submarine finds itself in a crisis situation. Once again, we find my, uh, I find myself with, uh, it's me in a submarine movie, and, you mm. know, there's a lot of low-budgetness and direct video kind of quality about uh, the filmmaking aspects, but it was not in a... It was not in a... Um, how do I put this artistic quality way? It was in a financial quality way. Like there was quality to the art of the film. It was just, it suffered because of financial. You know what I'm talking about when I say that there's a Uh huge difference between a low budget film that has artistic, truly artistic talent behind it and a low budget film that these fuckers don't know what they're doing. (laughs) And this was one of those movies where, yeah, they, I wish they had had twenty more million dollars because they would have used it right. And this was a mm-hmm. damn good movie. And when you're in the mood for another submarine movie, it's not as good as that uh, last one I put you on, um, Hunter Killer. Yeah, it's not as good as that one. But for a low budget French film, you, I, I say low budget, low budget for a submarine fucking movie. You know, yeah. Uh, very entertaining. I quite enjoyed it. Number six. Okay, number six for me is Eli. <laughs> uh, I can't say it normal. I just can't. I, I know. Even looking uh, at our list, the... every time I typed it out, it was like, Eli! Yeah, Eli. Boy, as he goes to this big house institute type thing because of an autoimmune disorder that he's got, and they start experimenting on him, and the twist is brilliant, and it immediately... Uh, made my top 10 because of the ending. Uh, the rest of the movie is fine. It's good, but the ending makes the movie and where they go with it. Uh, there are some good special effects in there. This is a really solid, really solid horror roulette. In fact, yeah, this is, uh, once, once we're done with the top 10, I'll just have a couple more comments, but this is up there with the best of the year for me with horror. Okay. Uh, number five for me is Hold Your Groan Under the Silver Lake. 
with Andrew Garfield, oh. Tova Grace. Oh, I loved this movie. <laughs> and I will definitely be watching it again at some point. And uh, since you've already said it twice, I'll say it a third time. It'll be the title of the episode. Andrew Garfield does investigative things. Um, <laughs> uh, to investigate weirdos and, and uh, this whole uh, conspiracy of uh, strange culty tweakers. And, oh man, I dug the hell out of it. And I, I especially love when a movie can grab me on every single genre. And I feel like this movie did that. I feel like that's a very hard thing to do. And this movie had horror. It was thriller. It was romance. It was comedy. It was all of it. Adventure. It just checked every single box. And I am so impressed from the writing standpoint when somebody can do that. And this movie did. I understand it didn't work for you. It's not going to work for everybody. Um, I brought this to one of my websites that I talk movies about, and it also got mixed reviews. It, half the people loved it, loved it, and the other half the people, like you, hated it. They hated it. So it's not just you and me. That is the general, in my opinion, consensus from everybody that I've talked to online and out there in the world and from art, artsy-fartsy uh, movie fans and the ground level fans like you and me, just general movie freaks, it's a split consensus in my opinion. That's that's what I've seen across the board. Half love, half hate. And that's fine. I totally understand it. Yeah. But for me, number five. <laughs> Back to you. Cool. Okay. Um yeah, that just it didn't work for me, but yeah, it's everybody's different. We all have our likes and dislikes. Um it was interesting that you said Revenger because Revenger is number five for me, and I'm like I kind of remember that was one that I watched on roulette and I thought it was so good that I threw it your way on the roulette and you picked it. The next, very next week. Yeah. Back to back weeks. I loved it. I I actually, now that I see this, I'm like, I need to watch that again. That was great. Yep. Uh, Just bone breaking action. There was, uh, thinking back now, there is some illogical things going on. If I'm not mistaken, it's been a little while now, but whatever, it's fine. Uh, damn, was this movie violent? Oh, <laughs> and quite honestly, there are a lot of bow and arrows. Other than my maybe my top two or three, it's a it's they're all on the same level. Uh, the, literally, the rest of my top ten, you could just interchange them. They're, they're all about the same place. Yeah, this was great, man. I that guy, the the main G Han Cho. I don't know. Um. Hold on. Oh, if you're going to try, I mean, go for it. He's so mad at me. He's rolling his eyes and angry. It's not me, though, is it? (laughs) Oh, it's... Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's it. Number five for me is Revenger. (laughs) Just... Okay. Yeah, moving. It's same. I know. Same shit. It's same shit. Different day, dude. It's it's same. This this is the way it is for everybody. Okay. Uh, <laughs> number four for me is. I I wonder if this one will surprise you. War on everyone. Do you remember this one? Oh yeah, I haven't seen that one. Alexander Skarsgård, Michael Pena, Theo James. You have to see this movie. I loved it. It is a perfect combination of comedy and action and and like I, I probably said in the original review it definitely has a flavor of um ah the fucking mall cop movie not the Paul Blart one but the, the, the fucking 
Oh, Observant Report. There you go. Definitely yeah. has that kind of flavor of R-rated comedy. Still there. Still there? Not knock on you. No, huh? there's Just shit going on outside the house. around in the yard. That's great. Neighbors Num- and trying to shush the wife out. Uh, Number four for you. Number four, Heavy Trip. Uh, this is thanks to our buddy uh, TJ. He recommended this one, and I dove on it, and it is great. This is a uh, black metal Norwegian comedy thing. I loved it. I loved this movie. Um, and who knew like that black metal had a, a soft, warm heart if, if it wanted to? Because it does. Uh, anybody that's into metal knows that metal has a has a very serious heart. Yeah. And this did. This just, everything about this movie made me smile. It was a feel-good movie. Nice. Uh, number three for me is Apostle from nice. Gareth Evans. I enjoyed the shit out of this movie. It's not one that I would rewatch often, and I was actually surprised how much it climbed up in the top ten, but I just had to give it up for that filmmaking, and I had to give it up for that ending. It was unique and hideously beautiful, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting and gorgeous at the same time, and I appreciated the hell out of it. Number three. Number three for me, this here is where it gets really, really difficult. I went back and forth on this. Um, uh, this is actually, this was, I started actually with this one at my number one spot. And then as I was, you know, moving things around, I just, there's two other ones that just simply were slightly better. But Summer of 84 is uh, my number three. I believe this might have been another TJ recommendation. He re- uh, it was that, or um, I remember that I threw it, you asked for it, I threw it your way from Hoopla or Canopy or something. Go get your cat. Go get your cat. Yep, that's what I have. Uh... Oh, go, oh, fuck's sake. I don't know if TJ threw it your way, but it was... Here we like... go. This going to be a shit show, I'm just telling you. This... Oh, no, it's not. Shit show part two, here it comes. We have functioning electronics, it's already not a shit show. <laughs> uh, here he is. I don't know if TJ recommended it to you or not, but uh, you had requested it, and it was on Hoopla or Canopy or something like that. And um, so yeah, I know your horror sites were recommending it, but when aren't they recommending everything to you every yeah. week? That was a great movie, though. That's one that I would uh, I would like to own on Blu-ray at some point. Man, was that a fantastic movie! Have you? Uh, is it on anything other than Amazon Prime? Well, actually, no, no, no. I saw this on either Canopy or... Uh, I've, was... I've literally said that three times now. But yes, it's on Hoopla or Canopy, and I'm saving it for the... <laughs> uh, saving it for, for October. Uh, my cat has other things in store yeah, for my yeah. brain right now. Distracted. Yeah. Like chewing on my cords. Oh, great. Uh, you're oh, back to you. <laughs> Number two for me is Close. Do you remember this movie? Me neither. I mean, wow, what? (laughs) Yeah, you watched it. Uh, New Year Pace. Oh, oh, that one? Uh, Oh, what are you groaning at? You liked it. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm thinking of the New Year Pace movie where she's a whole, a a bunch of clones of herself. No, 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 no. This is the one where she's like a spy and, or a a bodyguard and she's protecting an heiress. You didn't like it as much as I did, but you did dig it. 
Yep. That, I was thinking of... Yeah. You, know, you know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, I haven't watched that one yet. I'm going to, because it looks awesome. But, uh... <laughs> um, <laughs> this, I was pretty kind of blown away by this movie. I thought it was fantastic. I love her in just about everything, but in this, she whipped so much ass. And I, I thought, oh, man, I thought this was just a fucking great movie. And it made me... When I went back, because I was going, when you're going down the list of roulettes, you're like, what the fuck is that? I go to YouTube, ah, the close trailer, the silence trailer, Jonathan trailer. I'm just looking up all this bullshit that I've watched. Uh, and some of them, I had to actually watch the whole trailer to remember what the hell it was. This one, I did not. As soon as it popped up, it was like, oh shit, I remember that. And I, yeah, this one climbed right up the list to number two. And I, one and two kind of back and forth. Uh, which could, um, uh, take the top spot, but I kind of felt like the, it, it, it was high enough. Didn't she get her ass whipped in that movie? A couple and of times. And then she whipped ass. Yeah. And then got right back up and kicked their ass. Oh, it was so fucking good. Oh, I wish more people on the internet were talking about this movie, but that's what okay. we're here for. Number two for you. That's what we're here for. Hold on. Let me grab the cat. Come here. Hurry Come up and worry. grab your pussy. Oh, yeah. Back to the pussy in the lap. No, 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 no. You can't no. be up on the computer. Hold on. Grab, grab him by the pussy. No, you can't. Nope. <laughs> you either have to sit down on my lap or you... Please be a lap. Meow. Meow. Oh, this is not going to... This is not going to go good. Nope, nope. You can't chew on that. <laughs> my third child. My fourth child, actually. <laughs> Oh, for shit. Oh, and now uh, my dog it... is in here. Why are, you, why are you meowing? Quit making those crazy meow sounds. Get out of here, you big derp. I, you, you have, like, a literally, a, you have a, a, a half a pound pussy in your lap, and I've got an 80-pound dog that's pushing my chair. My office chair <laughs> on wheels can push me around. Fuck off! No, you can't chew on this. No, 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 no. Oh, and your breath reeks of cat food and barf. <laughs> um, number two for you. No, <laughs> oh, fine. Chew on my cord. I don't give a shit. Uh, number two for me is the Gollum from Doran and Yoav Paz, the Paz brothers. Really? They directed the excellent Jerusalem, and this is a great movie. Uh, it's extremely violent when it needs to be. And it's, it reminded me just a bit of the witch in it's almost like a folk tale type thing. Um, very fast paced. And, um, I loved it. I thought it was great. I am looking forward to watching this one here again. Fine. Just be up on my desk. I don't give a shit. Just fuck around my desk. Ruin my, nope. You're not going to, Oh shit. This is, nope. You're done. You're done. You're, you're off. You're done. <laughs> Oh, he's pissed off at me now. I, you know, a couple of weeks ago, like, I, I knew this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen when we got the cat, is that she's going to take off while I'm podcasting, and now I've got a baby to coddle and... The Gollum, it was great. Back to you. Uh, number one for me shouldn't be much of a surprise to anybody because I've been venting about how this movie was completely denied at the Oscars, and I'm pissed off about it, but Dolomite oh. is my fucking name. 
Dolomite is my name, and fucking up, motherfuckers, is my game. Eddie Murphy is the best person in the world to portray Rudy Ray Moore. He gets it. He understands the man. He understands the material, the the mix between comedy and action and everything that he Rudy Ray Moore wanted Dolomite to be. Uh, you also have, oh, this cast is just lightning. Uh, Keenan Michael Key, Mike Epps, Craig Robinson, Titus Burgess, uh, Cody Smith McPhee is in here, and that's not good. Uh, Snoop Dogg, T.I., Wesley Snipes, Chris Rock. How the fuck is this overlooked by the Academy? Oh, right. Too many black people. That's why it's overlooked by the Academy. Get fucked. This movie <laughs> was the shit. I loved it. I can't wait to watch it again. Uh, oh my god! I, I, I just I I can't I, enough. Uh, Eddie Murphy should have been up for best actor. Wesley Snipes should have been up for best supporting. Oh, you fucking! I love this movie so much. I don't know that you feel entirely the same way as me because you hadn't, you know, kind of watched the original Dolomite movies. Yeah, you know, uh, growing up, but. Oh my god, I loved this shit so much. I I I know you'll like this movie. I don't know if you'll uh, appreciate the OG Dolomite stuff, but I fucking loved it. Number one for you. Do you have any idea what number one would be? Oh, let me look over your list real quick. I know what it should be. Um, there's a couple on here that didn't make your top ten that are very concerning to me. Uh, I, 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 they better, they better be in the honorable mentions. Uh, Message from the King. Uh, that was a good movie. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, you liked it. You reviewed it. Gave it a good review. Uh, the Sting. That was a fucking great movie. That could, that could be in up there, but it probably isn't. Uh, Last nights. That should, that's a, I would say that's an honorable mention worthy. Yeah, Swiss Family Robinson should definitely be in there. I'll tell you this, if it's fucking relaxer, this show is over forever. <laughs> I didn't have that on forever, roulette. Forever and ever. Yeah, you did. Oh, wait, I did? Yeah. Oh, shit. So, await further instructions might actually be an... <laughs> Fuck off. Okay, what's number one? Number one for me is The Two Popes. Oh, I, oh, yeah. I love this movie. I, Regardless of what you think of... The uh, Catholic faith or the popes. This was an expertly directed and expertly acted movie. There is a reason why Anthony Hopkins and Jonathan Price were up for Oscars. I was enthralled by their back and forth. Uh, it's interesting because uh, Pope uh, Benedict was uh, conservative and Pope Francis, the current pope, he is a much more liberal pope, which is why I think he's great. Uh, but just hearing them go back and forth, it was so fascinating. And uh, hearing the backstory on especially Pope Francis, but uh, a bit of Pope Benedict as well. It was great. It was for two hours of just two guys talking for the most part. Never boring. Uh, I thought it was phenomenal, especially for a roulette. This, was, this felt like, well, it, obviously it was an Oscar type movie, but it felt like uh, it could have got a theatrical release, like a more of an art house type thing. And I think it, obviously it did get some sort of a release, but more of a wide release. Right. No, I did expect that one to be your top <clears throat> number one. Uh, okay, let's do honorable mentions real quick. Uh, I have 2036 Origin Unknown. 
Do you remember that one? That was with, um, oh, what's her name? <laughs> Son of a bitch. From Battlestar Galactica. Oh, was, yes, yeah, yeah. That was the second movie from the guy that made that other movie that we really liked, both of us really liked. Uh, the Highwaymen. Uh, quite enjoyed that. The Silence. That was the kind of. Did you watch The Silence? It was a the... horror film where the aliens can hear you and they attack uh, Stanley Tucci and his family. Holy shit! That didn't make your top ten. It. It. Honorable mentions. It's right there. Uh, it, seriously, the nine and ten, kind of. Mm. I mean, Cop Car, Kevin Bacon is eh, a little bit better made. And Rim of the World, which you absolutely hated. Uh, Point Blank, Intruders from 2015, Deathstalker, and Sweet Virginia. Those were my honorable mentions. Uh, and honestly... Sweet Virginia. What was Sweet Virginia? Uh, that was the one with the guy from... That was the Punisher. I said to keep Because that was pretty recent, if I remember correctly. That, was, that wasn't that long ago that you... Yeah, that's right towards the end. John Bernthal. It was, it was good. I just didn't... The rewatchability came into play there. As far as a drama thriller, it's like, eh. I, mm. I mean, I could see myself watching it again. Am I going to watch it more than these other movies? No, I'd probably watch these other movies more. Okay. But it was good and definitely worth a watch, and you should check it out. Okay. Yeah, and looking over my list, um, it's not as it's not as horror... Well, well, shit, maybe it is. Await Further Instructions is sci-fi horror. Girls with Balls is comedy horror. Crucifixion is... Horror, he's out there. He's out there, horror, Eli horror, I mean, Heavy Trip horror, Summer 84, Gollum horror. You're 8 out of 10 on horror. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Okay, honorable mentions for me is uh, Dave Made a Maze in all of its neckbeard glory. It was quirky enough to make an honorable mention. And Soon the Darkness was a uh, old-school, very... Different, like I was expecting a Jalo, but it wasn't a Jalo. It was more of a long chase movie type thing, but I quite enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, Rattlesnake, that barely made honorable mention, but I'm like, eh, it wasn't bad. That was the uh, the lady that her yep. kid gets bit by a snake. Yeah, uh, Shrew's Nest would have made the top ten. Because, oh, he's back. Great, great. Fuck. Here he comes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. You want up here so you can dick off on my computer. I want to dick off in your lap. Yeah. Can you just lay? Here, you come up. No. There you go. Uh. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> shit show. It's part two, the shit show. The Empire... Oh, the shit show strikes back. Oh, you... Nope. You just... You're not going to be up there. If you're going to just do that, you got to stay down. There. Play with my... Here. Play with my shoe. Here. Here. Shoe. Shoestring. There you go. There you go. You want to play with that? <laughs> Took my shoe off and untied it. And now he's chewing on my shoelace. I yeah, don't want to hear any bitching about my dogs barking ever again. Oh, your dogs are way worse than this. Okay, uh, <laughs> what else? Um, Shrew's Nest would have made top ten, but uh, the lead uh, villain was so despicable that I, I no, your honorable mention. Uh, Amityville, It's About Time was good for an Amityville movie in the late 
80s, if I remember correctly. And Embrace the Serpent was uh, excellent, but it's not something that I will probably ever rewatch, but it was very artistic and interesting. So those are the honorable mentions. Oh, and so of course, no, um, no sting or no sting and no uh, Swiss Family Robinson. Yeah, honorable mentions. I mean, you raved about them when you reviewed them before, but but now they're not even honorable mentions. They're older movies. <laughs> Asking you to write a review. Just, you can't mention no. Okay, all right. Well, those are those are runner ups to the honorable mentions. And, oh, but get the honorable relaxer. Honorable <laughs> Good morning. Bullshit. <clears throat> okay, worst of the year. Here we go. Uh, mine. Remember mine? I just forehead. All I'm staring at is forehead. Quit fucking with your cat. <laughs> oh, the cat's going out here. Okay, now you're out. You can start. I'm uh, the, the cat's out of here. Out. Well, hold on. <laughs> you gonna be good, pussy? <laughs> it's... it's... <laughs> Fuck that pussy. Get it out of there. Oh, it's okay. It's fucked right now. Throw it out. Shut the door. Sorry. Okay, go go pee. Go sleep. Okay, now back to our regularly scheduled poor guy. Oh, fuck him. Okay, worst of the year. (laughs) Mine. Do you remember mine? Oh, it sounds like something that I would have actually watched. No, but it's something you threw my way. The one where the guy stands on, uh, steps on a mine in the middle of the desert. <laughs> yes, I remember that. Uh-huh. Oh. Uh, Murder Mystery. Decoder. Uh, the Similars. Uh, that almost made my worst of. How did it not? What's wrong with you? Amy. Remember Amy? What? A-M-I. Oh, yes, that one. Yeah, that one. Uh, but let's go to the worst of the year. Right here? This is it. I, I got a tie. Quit looking at your fucking cat. Fuck the cat. Oh, it's so pissed off at me right now. Who gives now. a it's shit? It's, just... a, it's a kitten. Let it be pissed off. Uh, worst of the year is a tie for me. That is Fighting the Sky and Relaxer. They are neck and neck. Oh, come on. Relaxers. Just... Garbage. The only reason you like it is because you just picture me watching it angry. That's that's the only reason you like that movie. Uh, but him. Relaxer and Fighting the Sky were the two worst films uh, roulettes of the year. Holy shit, were they bad? Now, what about there, now that I think about it, and I'm not I, for some reason maybe it, maybe it wasn't. I may have overlooked that, but there was one where. No, that had to have been last year. Where, what? but it's not on my worst of. But it would be on my worst of if um, you'll remember it. It was about this girl that she does stupid shit on her camera on her computer, and then that gets her likes, which gives her money. And then there is a clone of her out there doing the same thing, stealing her likes or stealing her bitcoins uh, or whatever. Think, you remember? I want to say that was last year. It may have been last year. I remember that movie that you were talking about, but oh. I I don't know what, it was, but that would that would be in my top ten worst. I hated that movie, but I couldn't find it on the uh, on the feed burner list when I was looking over. But now that I think about no, it, I, I think that was last year. I forget what it was called. I'm I'm I've got a printout right here. I'm looking at the list. I, I think that was last okay. year. Anyway, well, uh, starting out, um, what's malicious. That? What was? Do you know? Remember malicious? Do you remember what that movie was? Uh, malicious. 
All Light Will End. I, I, I didn't go look up your movies. I had a hard enough time I kind of remember it was like like an abbreviation or like AMI, something stupid like that. But Haunting, The Dirt, Twin Sanity. <laughs> Twin Sanity, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, number 10 for me is St. Agatha. That's Number the, 10? Yeah, I made a top 10. <laughs> uh, St. Agatha is the one with Darren Lynn Bosman, I believe. Bousman, whatever, directed that. Uh, I hated it. But this is the the least worst of a bad lot. I think this got... Actually, I think I may have given that one and a half. To, most of these are zero. That one there actually... I it, the, it By far the most technically... Uh, competent? Competent movie of the bunch. Antidote, and by the way, most of these I don't remember what they were. Antidote, what's that? I don't Zero, I think. Antidote, let's just see here real quick. I'm curious. Oh, Randy Couture, that's that one. Chuck Zito. Awful. That, we oh, have to wrap this up. Get on with it. Oh, um, okay, The Basement. Um, that was, I think, where a guy's in the basement getting tortured, and I hated it. In the Shadow of the Moon. You remember that one? What, uh... What was that? Um, I mean, I got it here on your list, but I assumed that was a documentary or something. Yeah, what the hell was that? Um, <laughs> a Philadelphia you police. You didn't go look up every. You didn't go look up all of them. Oh I yeah, I did. I just, I just, I, I literally don't even remember what this one was in the show. What the hell is this? Life on the track down on. Oh, 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 this one. This is the one where it's this guy's entire life. As this girl comes back or comes to the from the future and is committing oh, these yeah, murders, yeah. and it's yeah, I'm gonna watch that one. Oh, fuck that! <laughs> I hated that movie. I hated it. Uh, Alien Warfare. Actually, I think I hated Alien Warfare. And the Shadow of the Moon should be up further. I I despise that. Alien Warfare is bad actors in a warehouse. Uh, uh, yeah, shooting it at a bad CGI thing. Uh, the Mouse. M A U S. Um, no, I have that as last year. What? The mouse? Uh, the moss, whatever? Yeah, uh, M-A-U-S. Landmines, a pair of locals offer to guide them home. Oh, Nope. Um, Beneath the Leaves, <laughs> uh, which is nothing. That, oh, yeah, yeah, that was this year. Yep, that was terrible. Um, oh, Mina, so, oh, that was the one with Mina... Sorvino, or Mira Sorvino is in that, and was, I felt sorry for her the entire runtime. Uh, Haunting on Fraternity Row, that's dude bros yelling at each other, uh, and then the very end, there's something supernatural. I uh, hated that movie. Uh, now, for number two and number one, it's a, it's a toying cost. It's a toying cost. Yeah. I um, thought Investigate was going to get it, but it's a toy cost. <laughs> Twin Sanity is number two. Um, oh, that movie can rot in hell. Oh, you made me sacrifice 90 minutes of my life at least. But you're not oh, as bad as number fucked. one. You, have, you haven't seen Jonathan, so uh, you can take your Twin Sanity and shove it with the sunbone <laughs> shine. I can't believe it. Go number watch... Oh, go watch Jonathan then. Mm. Oh, is that the religiousy thing that you watched last week or two? No, no, that was long ago. That was first quarter, uh, uh, where the guy from uh, that shitty 
racing movie was ah he was <laughs> not a twin but he, he had a he was bipolar and his other half woke up at night and oh, he was yeah. up in the day <laughs> fuck that movie oh yeah um <laughs> twin sanity number two number one is Velocipastor. that's no nope you're not funny and you're not good. You're stupid. Oh. And maybe that's number one just because it's so fresh in my mind. But I... Uh, you have made me watch some serious, serious garbage this past year. I like that most of your worst of the year were movies that you requested. What? Or that I was forced to throw you because of uh, you have to have a horror roulette. <laughs> Take away that restriction. Remove that restriction from me, and then I won't have to show you, uh, uh, throw you shitty horror movies. I kind of remember. That's it. What? That's... <laughs> I kind of remember what. Meow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's. Oh, I can just imagine what. What just, turds just imagine, and barf I get. Okay. Imagine how hard your roulette life would be if I demanded that you threw me a sci-fi movie every week. Oh, you would be getting asylum every single week. That's why I will not take the blame for your shitty movies. <laughs> you asked we'll for have, it, you got it. We'll just have to agree to this. Nope, nope. Okay, oh. Captain Fake News, are you ready to move on to Recently Watched? <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, let's see here. God, the shit we watch. How is Relaxer or Fighting the, Fighting the Sky wasn't one of your roulettes. You couldn't throw that on there. No, but Relaxer would have probably made my... It would have... I mean... It didn't. You were a bit harsh. And you're a lot wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, that movie had me at curdled barf... Uh, curdled milk barf. That was... I'm like, okay, at the very least, you're not going to be the worst movie of the year. It was on. Not even the top ten. <laughs> the not guy. even the top ten of worst movies of the year. <laughs> the guy with the two, t- with the leaders of. Been- <laughs> yeah, that was awful. I don't know. It was awful, <laughs> stupid, awful f shit. His chapped lips. Oh, I don't know. That's a rewatch. In hell. That's a rewatch <laughs> in hell. <laughs> The only reason you like it is because you picture me so angry while I'm watching it. Okay. Um, recently watched uh, Dr. Sleep, Director's Cut. I want to touch on that real quick. Uh, you kind of talked about it a little bit vague, as I recall. Yes. Because you didn't want to do any spoilery things until I saw it. And um, I don't know what there is to really spoil. I can't believe that I'm going to say this, but... Uh, I mean, 30, 40 minutes they added to that movie. I also struggle with finding out where it was. It was all in tone and little bits here and there and, and frame fucking. There, I, there were no big major scenes. I will never watch a theatrical cut again. Director's yeah. cut was definitely better. It just it felt more nuanced and paced and didn't feel overwhelmed by that damn heartbeat. There still is that scene where he's approaching the Overlook and walking in and they... It's just the worst heartbeat sound effect. Can you get a good one? Can you get one that sets off the su- the subwoofer? Uh, can it, no, it's this tinny weird one. It's the weird one that you, if you Google, uh, heartbeat sound effect. I'll take the very first one. 
tink tonk, tink tonk, tink tonk, <laughs> tink tonk. It, it's not good. With the extended runtime, it at least panned all that stuff out, and so I didn't notice it near as much, which is good, but still in that one scene, boy, it's rough. <sighs> anyway, uh, next up, Bad Boys 3, Bad Boys for Life. I checked this one out, and <laughs> I gotta say, this was a pretty damn good Bad Boys 3 movie. It's not as good as maybe 1 and 2, but it is perfectly in the same vein, and it's exactly where it needs to be with this whole uh, universe, and it's been so long since the last one came out. It, you know, they've gotten older, and they recognize that. It's basically the Lethal Weapon 4 of uh, of this universe. I love how the directors, plural, like pay homage to uh, Michael Bay's way of making films without really stealing his style and also not overdoing it. Mm -hmm. They have the slow, low spin shots around our heroes, but they don't Michael Bay it where it's too fast and too crazy and makes you nauseous. They just like, hey, you remember how he used to do this? Now we kind of do this, but we do it gentler and it doesn't make you sick. Um, I love the characters that they bring back. Reggie. Hello, Reggie. I'm laughing my ass off at Reggie. I love it. That's one of my favorite things about part two. And that's in, they brought him back for part three. That was fantastic. I love that they had Michael Bay in the fucking movie. He's an oh, actor in the movie. Great. Yes. That's great. It's totally paying homage to what came before. And I'll bet Michael Bay loved that shit. Uh, it, that was awesome. I, Honestly, you had texted me and you said it was too long. I, I, I'm telling you, you're not going to feel that way the next time you watch it. That's a theater experience right there. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Because this was two hours. It, it was not too long for me at all. Um, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I it, it I don't know. If, I'd have to watch it again to see where it ranks Like in all three. I don't know. All three are kind of about the same level for me. They're all totally fun. Yeah. Um, okay, back to you. Okay, well, I, I want to touch base real quick on Bad Boys for Life as well. I had a sold-out theater experience. Uh, so it, it wasn't bad. The theater itself wasn't that bad, but there was enough murmuring, and then the room was just warm enough to where... And th- this is going back to what you said about it was a bit too long. I was kind of warm through the whole thing. I'm like, it's too hot in here, and there's just enough mumbling that it kind of is annoying, but not... Not to where it's ruining my experience. Hence, I will enjoy... 40 minutes of commercials and ads and bullshit beforehand. Two and a half hours. I was in there for two and a half hours, and I will enjoy this much more at home. I still quite liked it. Uh, I think that I might like part two the best. Mm -hmm. Uh, But again, it's almost splitting hairs. They're all really good. The comedy was really good in this. Uh, some Some of the jokes land with a thud. And they land with a thud in the first two as well. And then other jokes are great. Um, great action. A really, really good villain and reason for the villains doing things. I liked that. They, this was, I'm not sure what you thought of this, but it felt like this movie was a lot heavier and darker than the other two. And the other two were very violent, especially part two. But the subject matter, uh, especially with, you know, getting older, retiring, and their whole, their mortality. It just felt heavier than the other two. Well, it did because, uh, spoiler, it, 
well, I don't, I don't even want to spoil that. It's still too early on, but who the villain is, that was pretty heavy. Yeah, and, it was. and the way that they the way that they ended it, I thought they did a pretty good job of ending it. I was like, now wait a minute, you can't completely redeem this guy because he's killed a lot of fucking people. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So they kind of ended it in a way that was like, okay, I'm okay with that. That's okay. Uh, we'll see. I look for Bad Boys Four where he's now a good guy and it's a uh, <laughs> part of the family. Part of the family. That's exactly uh. right. That's exactly the series I was going for. Uh, um. Yeah. Fast and Furious. It, yep. It's it's going to become that. I'm okay with that. Do it. Who gives a shit? <laughs> it, it was funny. I actually had reserved tickets for Fantasy Island. Uh, this week, my wife and I had a date night, and I'm like, ah, I guess Fantasy Island, that's the only thing that's, you know. And then the reviews started coming in, and I'm like, you know what? No. And it's almost, it's pushing two hours. I'm like, nope. And I'm like, I just told him, I'm like, look, for the time frame that we have, there is literally nothing else other than The Gentleman and Bad Boys for Life. And she's like, just, you want to see Bad Boys for Life? She's like, we went and saw Little Women. Let's watch Bad Boys for Life. And and I'm glad that we, we saw that instead of the, the gentleman. Um, she was okay. She, these are just not her type of movies. They're just yeah. not. <laughs> um, well, I watched The Gentleman today. More on that later. Okay. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it was really good. My other theater experience of the week is last uh, yesterday, late afternoon, we went, we went and took the boys to watch Sonic the Hedgehog. And I am happy to report that was a good movie. I would actually put this right in line, maybe not quite as good, but right in line with Detective Pikachu, the Pokemon movie from last summer. Nice. It's funny. Uh, Jim, by the way, Jim Carrey owns this movie. He's great in this movie as, uh, what's the villain's name? Uh, Dr. Dr. Evo Robotnik. Robotnik, yes. It's like every time that he was on screen doing his thing, I'm like, this is old school Jim Carrey here. Like he is channeling Ace Ventura, The Mask, those older movies. He was great. The CGI was great. The kids loved the movie. Um, it was just really, really good. Funny. There's enough adult humor in there that I don't know why they don't make more of these types of movies to where it's not just a cartoon. It's adults can kind of enjoy this too. Like I quite enjoyed this. I would have probably watched this at home by myself if not for kids and really liked it. Um, and my wife and I were talking about this afterwards. It's like, where let's do some Nintendo movies. Like make a, make a Super Mario Brothers like this, not like the shitty 80s, whatever, but make it. Like this. How, in... how have we not had a, a Zelda movie or a Zelda series? By the way, Castlevania yeah. Season 3 is coming out in a couple of weeks. How have we not held a, a Zelda? Yeah. How, how is that possible? Metroid. Make a Metroid movie. That would rule. Yep. But anyway, for, as it is, there's uh, lots of homage to the video game, obviously. But I I quite like it. I bet you'll get a kick out of the movie. Oh, my boys are dying to see it. Absolutely dying. It it was I was surprised at just how well made the movie was. I mean, don't go in expecting top tier stuff here, but for you know, good special effects and thank God they changed the way Sonic looks because he looks cool in this movie, not like a freak psycho. <laughs> ugh. Teeth, lots of teeth, looked very weird. Oh, and the eyes, ugh. just almost demonic. Yeah. <laughs> okay, last round. Uh, next up from 1971, Le Mans. Are you familiar with this movie? Steve no. McQueen movie? 
Uh, Steve McQueen movie from the 70s, obviously, uh, where he is a driver in Le Mans, which is one of the biggest races in the world. And I like how on IMDb, the clip uh, that they have here, the freeze frame is Will Ferrell from that NASCAR movie and Richard Pryor from something where he's racing. Nothing to do with this movie whatsoever. Brilliant. Uh, the reason that I wanted to watch this movie is I, I want to watch all Steve McQueen, uh, all of his films. I really like him, but I've heard Joe Rogan talk about this movie uh, more than a few times because he starts off by saying that uh, the difference in filmmaking from the 70s to now and how, like in this movie, there is barely any dialogue in the beginning and most people wouldn't hang around for that. And so I found it through my ways and it was in glorious HD, but, and I don't know much about Le Mans, although I've heard about it. It's one of the biggest races in the world, but this one really, this movie really breaks down what the race is and he's not wrong. Uh, according, I stopped the movie when I heard the first line of what I would call writable dialogue. 38 minutes. 38 minutes into the film till we have some actual writable dialogue. There was some uh, guy talking over a speaker before that, but whatever. It's just all set up for the race. And the, and Le, the Le Mans race, according to the rules of this movie, I don't know the facts, is it's a 24-hour race where you have a car and two drivers, and they have to swap out every four hours. Well, they can't drive more than four hours at a time, and you go for 24 hours. And whoever clocks the most miles, you win. Hmm. And it's a big deal between Porsche and uh, Ferrari. And what about Ford v. Ferrari? Was that did, was Le Mans in there? In that movie? Yeah. Okay. So Ford was in there as well. Yeah. But in I mean, this now, movie now, from... Ferrari was like, they were like always the winners until right. Ford came along and then... Yeah, that, then that's hence Ford, Ford v. Ferrari movie. Okay, well, in this one, it was Porsche that knocked him off the ledge, and that was in the 70s. Uh, oh. at, at one point, the guy goes, I want Porsche to win Le Mans. Go. And, you know, a lot of this is very, very, very documentary style. I almost wonder if they weren't like, let's see if we can squeeze a movie in here while we're documenting, uh, documenting Le Mans uh, for one year. Totally could have done that. And it works for me. I don't know that you'd love it or anything, but um, I enjoyed the hell out of it, and it's one that I would pick up to own, to put in the collection. Uh, late uh, in the second half, we got some good crashes that are crazy. I mean, cars flying through the air. The, in the third act, in the final couple of laps, the sound effects, the sound mixing... The way that these cars sound as they are just ripping ass down the stretch is just unbelievable. It, the the last couple laps of this race were so intense, I was sweating my ass off. I was really impressed with that. Uh, again, I don't know that you would like it, but I enjoyed the hell out of it. Okay, and this is my last review for the week. Underwater from 2020. A crew of aquatic researchers work to get to safety after an earthquake devastates their subterranean laboratory. Don't know that that's accurate. Uh, but the crew has more than the ocean seabed to fear. This was awesome. 
And <laughs> as it stands now, there's a good chance this is going to be in my top ten of the year. Uh, there are rumors out there that there's a 40-minute longer cut. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if it needs it or not. As it is now, it does feel like this is the speedy version of the film, and that a longer cut would give some breathing room in between all of the horror. Uh, the trailer sells this as a lot more of an aliens kind of flick than it kind of is. I mean, there are definitely aliens in there, or underwater or whatever, they look like aliens uh, that, that are the threat, but you shouldn't go into this feeling like, oh, this is going to be aliens, where there's just aliens left and right all over the place. It's, nah, they're in there, and they're in there a bit. But it's not all about that. It's about survival. It's about getting, it's about the abyss. It's about all these underwater movies where they where they throw this kind of shit in. If you like underwater movies where they throw in this kind of shit, you're going to like this fucking movie. If you watch this movie and come away with a negative, I'll freak out. I won't know what to do with myself because one, you're wrong. And two, I don't know who you are because this, this is deep star six. This is Leviathan. This is all uh, the abyss. This is all those movies smooshed together. And this movie does not dick around like Leviathan takes a while to get rolling. Mm, It does. And so does deep star six. Within five minutes, all hell is breaking loose in this movie. All hell. And everybody's, what is going on? Nobody knows. We're trying to figure it out. We figure it out as we go. All of a sudden, oh, the captain is the awesome French actor. uh, uh, Vincent Cassel? Yeah, Vincent Cassel. All of a sudden. I mean, he doesn't show up till 20 minutes in the movie. And then it's like, oh, here he is, and he's awesome. T.J. Miller, not the hugest fan in the world of T.J. Miller. He's great. Kristen Stewart. Kirst, Kirst, is it Kirst, Kristen? Kirsten, Kristen Stewart, Kirsten, yeah. Kirst, Kirsten. Not the hugest fan in the world. She's fucking great. They do all the right things from a writer's standpoint. They don't dick around. They make the right decisions. They don't bullshit and whine. They just fucking go and do and survive. And it Oh, it made me happy. Every decision they made along the way, I was like, yes, that's what a normal person would do. <laughs> oh, man, I got to see this movie. That it, uh, it almost sounds like with your review, it sounds like they don't need that longer cut. You know, I, I would say that, but I also said that about The Abyss. And then I saw the longer cut and was like, whoa, this is amazing. Or I'm trying to think of another movie where they did that. Uh, I want to say Kingdom of Heaven, but that's not right, because even the theatrical of that one, I was like, eh. Yeah. It could be that situation where the longer cut is way better. I don't know. I'd have to see it before I can make that judgment. As it Mm. is, just by itself, if this is all we get, that's okay. It's okay. And and PG-13, it doesn't feel like it's been neutered down? Nah, I wouldn't say so. I was surprised to find out it's PG-13. Hmm. Like, it felt, I mean, there was enough kind of gory bits, and and, uh, they alluded to enough gory stuff, and little weird things that they got away with, like a guy blows up, or implodes, and bits bounce off of the other person's helmet, where you're like, oh, fucking gross! (laughs) Uh, But did you actually see him blow up and implode? No, you didn't actually see him blow up and implode, but... 
the way that they react to it, it's that old uh, classic film noir kind of thing, where you may not actually see it, but what they imply almost makes it worse. Uh, so the PG-13-ness yeah. of it totally worked. You gotta see this movie. This is Eugene, up and down. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I, I can't wait. I can't believe I missed it this, this one here in the theater. But I couldn't make it And I the was theater. watching it in, in like a shitty 720 standard def kind of garbage. I were in, in the blackness of the ocean when they're doing that shit. I couldn't tell what the fuck was going on. So when I see it in <laughs> HD, it's going to be glorious. Oh, I'm all about that. If it would still be playing on anywhere, I would try to, to go see like around here. But it's that did well, not do so well. Get on your knees and pray to sweet baby Jesus and get there yourself There you go. Some. Yep, there you okay. go. <laughs> Last round for you. <laughs> um, White Fang from Mr. Lucio Fulci. Uh, I oh. continue to watch, uh, tr- trying to watch all of his movies, every one of them, no matter what genre. And this is, uh, I use this term loosely. This is a kid's movie or a family-friendly movie from 1973. I mean, this uh, is the one about the, the dog. Yeah. Yep. Ethan Hawke. Well, I mean, not then. This is Franco Nero, which is awesome I because mean, we, they got Django. You know White Fang with Ethan Hawke, though. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay, so not um, that. You know, I got to say, and this is on YouTube. Uh, surprisingly, it, it, there's a 720p uh, transfer, so and it, it definitely is better than VHS. I, I'm not sure where this transfer comes from, but I am surprised that this has not gotten some sort of a Blu-ray release because I, no matter what genre Fulci has dabbled in, people will, fans like me, will buy anything this guy has done. And this is one of them. I would buy this and the sequel, uh, Challenge of White Fang, which I have not seen. But this one here, I gotta say, I was pretty impressed. This was, uh, quite good. The, um, the story is, White Fang, but you know the sets are cool. Uh, it's for family friendly. There's vicious dog fights, a bear fight. Oh, if I remember correctly, people getting shot. I mean, it's Fulci. It's Fulci doing doing his thing. But uh, man, this was a fun movie. I would love to see an HD transfer though, of the, like a legit Blu-ray release transfer of this. Uh, but as it is, man, this was. Uh, this was a pleasant surprise for for what it was. I would say that this would this is dabbling in spaghetti western territory. Like you can, it just has that Italian feel that I I love. But anyway, uh, good movie. I'm not sure if I'm not sure how how fast you should run to YouTube and watch it if that's something that you're interested in. Yeah, I'm seeing on IMDb Adventure Family Western, so it's not even going to count as a horror movie. No, no, it's not horror at all. No, this is, yeah. I'm, I'm good. Oh, and the little boy is, there's a little boy that he, you know, he befriends White Fang in the beginning and uh, his acting chops, he, he could have gone for a couple more takes, but I, that's what I like. I, I love that about Fulci movies. It's just, Take one and cut. That's a wrap. Good to well, go. Well, you don't run to Fulci for all the acting. That's right. Okay. Oh, boy. The Golden Glo- golden Glove. Let's just get this review done. Um, 2019. 
Based on a true story uh, set in Germany, serial killer strikes fear in the hearts of residents of Hamburg during the early 70s. Uh, oh, two hours of just ugly, oh, ugly, just alcohol and oh, just depressing. This is like Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, but way, way fucking worse. Just, oh. The dredges of humanity. And not just the killer with his lazy eye. And oh, he, he's so gross. And I'm looking oh, at him right now. I mean, ugh. Gross. Why? I know. And chip, just chip oh. tooth and big nose and huge glasses. And oh, he's, he's rapey, but he can't get a, an erection. So, oh, just frantically over there, try, just masturbating, trying to get a boner and he can't. Oh, and, and, the only women he can get are at, is at this bar called the Golden Glove, which is the just the most destitute of humanity goes to the Golden Glove. So like old washed up prostitutes. Oh, oh and I see I saw his cock way too much in this movie. Floppy and little. Blech. Um oh and just there, I saw way too much of just really, really gross skin. Really gross skin from a lot of people. <laughs> Please tell me you paid money to rent this. No, this is on Shutter. This is on Shutter. Oh. And th- here, here's the thing. This is a very good movie. It's very well made. Uh, very effective. Like, it's, it's made to be disgusting. But, oh, he's trying, he's strangling a, this lady at one point. She's, she's big and she's like, she can kind of hold her own. Like, she's, she's tough to put down. So he's continuing to try to, you know, he's strangling her, and finally she just shits all over herself. And I'm like, and then he starts to gag and starts, to, oh, it was barfing and shitting, and oh, and he stores bodies in his attic. He's like, like he just chops up bodies, and it's like, well, this another one bites the dust, and into the attic he goes. And I mean, and barfing and shitting and killing. This sounds like the perfect Eugene movie ever made. Oh yeah, I gave it, I think, four stars. I think. Oh. <laughs> the whole time okay yeah and so and so he would he he buys these little the little green tree air freshener things so his his little apartment is just plastered with these little because you know it stinks of rotting flesh and he would he continues to blame the immigrants that live below him and they're cooking like oh they're you know miso soup or whatever not miso soup but they're mitzabal soup or whatever the hell they make (laughs) oh and you know and then how, um, spoiler alert here, I'm like, you're ever going to watch this. <laughs> so the actual, so the, the immigrant family below him, they're all having some of their uh, Jewish soup or whatever the hell, I don't, some, some sort of soup. And, um, this girl is sitting on the, on a chair. She's slurp, slurping her soup and then things start to drop down into her soup. And then here, here there's just a whole bunch of maggots that are just kind of coming out of the, <laughs> out of the light fixture because of the dead bodies in the attic. And, um, yeah, so that wasn't so good for him. Um, <laughs> I mean, this entire review has sounded like you absolutely hate this movie, but at the end you're like, "No, I loved it." Four stars. What are you talking about? Oh yeah, it was very, I, very well made, and just oh, he was so. Oh, and I mean, like he drank so much schnapps in this movie, and he just like just schnapps, 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 and if, they, if these these old over the hill women would get out of line, I mean, he would just beat the shit out of them. And they were, for the most part, they were okay with it because give me more booze. Uh, that's fine. Give me more booze. One time he, he punches a lady in the face, knocks her dentures out. 
and then the blowjaw. Oh. <laughs> Oh, shit, Eugene watches. Oh, Oh, dirty white underwear. I mean, just dirty. I smelled that movie. (laughs) (laughs) The Golden Glove. There you go. Sometime you might want to give that one a watch. Maybe. I don't know. You won't forget it. And you won't forget his eyeball, too, because it's like, oh, I'm tired of looking at your eye that is not looking at me. It's looking at the heavens. I'm looking at it on the poster. It's it's yeah. it's off. It's off. It's just it's it's just like the movie. It's off. And it, like if he starts to like someone, I like you and I want to have sex with you. And then he just gets rapey immediately and oh <sighs> schnapps and that's uh, a it's a poster child for the, a, th- This is a Blu-ray for you, right? Oh, I would probably buy this. Yeah. It's on Shutter though right now, so it's it's available to me. But if they ever take it off of that, I've got to own this thing. It is quite something. Quite oh, and he the way he even the way he walks, he just walks like a useless, just a useless piece of shit. Because he was a useless piece of shit, just kind of shuffling, and then the eyeball and drinking, and his hair was just oh, his hair just looked stinky. Okay, I'm done. Coming soon for me. I've got uh, as many 2019 releases as I can possibly watch before next week's uh, top 10 of the year. That's what we're doing next week? Yes. Uh, okay. So I'm going to try and watch uh, well, probably Hobbs and Shaw 1917 and um, Parasite. And at least at least those three. We'll see. Uh, coming soon for you. Uh, there was a new movie on Shutter that I want to watch called Dogs Don't Wear Pants. It's about bondage and <laughs> S&M stuff, so I'm going to probably <laughs> give that a watch. It's from, uh, I think it's a Bork Bork movie. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that one. Um, oh, what else do we got going here? House of Witchcraft, House of Lost Soul. I want to go through an Italian, I'm not on an Italian tear. Ghost House. Um, when aren't you on an Italian tear? That, when, yeah, when can we exactly. schedule that week? Yeah, never, year? never. I love them. Oh, Zombie 5 Killing Birds. I'm going to give that one a rewatch. I believe that, yeah, I did not give that in, that one high marks, but who knows? I might turn around on that. There's a Jim Wynorski <laughs> movie I've got pulled out called Haunting of Morella that I'll be... <laughs> sure. Um, this time it'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, and White Ghost. That's one that I have not seen in a couple of years. That's William Cat, the greatest American hero. He is uh, playing a Rambo character in that one. So, White Ghost from Code Red. Oh, there's one other one to Haunted Manor or Manor something or other. Haunted something to, from one of my labels. Haunted something it, from Italian something. That's a Yeah, I, I think this is Spanish. Oh, my bad. Yeah, so uh, the killer with a white mask on in a house and remastered for my viewing pleasure. <laughs> All right. We got to wrap up. Hour 45 again. I, it's, oh, uh, let's keep going. <laughs> only more editing for me, not for yeah. you. Yeah, well, edit this Eugene out. will be editing this episode <laughs> of the show. There we go. Good. <laughs> Good. Oh. <laughs> Oof.
<sighs> can, can we be done? Can we please be done? <laughs> yeah. My wife just pulled in now, too, so she's back. Okay, we are done. The boss <laughs> is back. <laughs> All right, I'll see you next week. All right, see ya. Bye. Thanks for listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash Movie Freaks Pod on Twitter at Movie Freaks Pod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.